Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast. I'm Jay Winger, being joined by Chris, and we are resuming our binge of Netflix's Castlevania, beginning season two, uh, which is eight episodes long. So we'll be doing a two-part binge. Uh, when we left off after season one, uh, the main trio had just uh, formed with uh, Trevor Belmont, Sypha, uh, and uh, Alucard. Alucard. Yes, the uh, getting and they were all getting ready to go take the fight to Dracula himself uh, in the town of uh, Grezin or Greston or something like that. Uh, just basically some... been overrun by demons. Yeah, uh... they'd saved some people, but the. The town's still under attack from demons, so... Yeah, it's still under siege right now. Um, we are... You know, I will go ahead and put, say this now in a proper binge cast uh, edition. We are now also a part of the CKCC Radio community of podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Podbean. Uh, I believe we're on Spotify and iTunes now. The CKCC Radio, in general, is on those platforms. So nice. All of the all of the various podcasts of the of CKCC Radio are part of it. The Club Cafe Brussels Talk, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, Paranormal, Paranormal Talk, uh, the Race Nerd Podcast, and various various others. Um, so you will be you can find us there uh, as well as still on our uh, still on the. Uh, BTD BingeCast YouTube channel where we will still be uploading all this. Um, but yeah, last time we ta- we talked Castlevania, we, it was a good it was a good first season. Set up yeah. everything, short and sweet, short and sweet, but clearly more exposition. Yeah, than, it, it's more of the setup. Yeah, it was the like, setup, and now presumably like, in season two, the like, plot's really going to kick off. Like here's your appetizer. Season two is the main course, and season three is dessert. Sure. <laughs> and then let's see... You've if, seen it, so you could... <laughs> I still haven't seen season three, so oh, I'm going okay. in blind with that one. Awesome, so that'll be great. Um, we did touch briefly on the Castlevania Netflix series in our uh, Assassin's Creed ramble cast. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for this intro, I think. We saw that the, we saw everything going on. Uh, Dracula is looking to wipe out the entire country of Wallachia because his wife... Was, was uh, burned, burned at, at the, the stake, stake by the by the bishop, who met a very fitting end uh, in the last ep- in the last episode he, of last he season. Quite, he quite literally sucked face with a demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more clear, to, more accurate to say the demon sucked his face and his blood, and presumably some of his internal organs as well. But um, so yeah, we're gonna get back into it. Uh, see some proper vampire hunting and demon slaying going on uh, you can find uh, Castlevania on Netflix but uh, for now we'll see you after the binge and we're back following the binge um, so good it was a, it was an interesting for interesting first half of the season it introduced a bunch of new characters basically Dracula's uh, war council which are all vampires except for two people uh, Hector and Isaac, the only two humans in there who are basic, who are completely dedicated to uh, Dracula's plan to wipe out, uh, wipe out humanity. Although it has to be said, Isaac is one hundred percent down with total genocide. Uh, Hector thinks that the plan is just to do is for a culling and keep the survivors as livestock. 
Yeah, it, it almost sounds like, uh, if I remember correctly, in Blade Trinity, uh, they had something similar to that where they came across like a bunch of humors that were, best way I could describe it, ziplocked. Yeah. Uh, was that three? Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah, it was three. I couldn't remember if they had something similar in uh, Blade Two. No. No, Blade, Blade Two. Blade Two introduced the like super vampires. The uh, yeah, like the ones where like their mouths opened up. Yep. Um, and that just sort of the whole humans as livestock thing is is a trope that I've seen in some vampire uh, uh, franchises. They kind of did it in an episode of The Strain. Um, I haven't seen that one, but you know that's the one that was based off of Benicio, not of Benicio, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, uh, his comic book series, and Del Toro went and did. Uh, he did like the entire scripts, all like all the scripts for uh, season one. He couldn't really stick around for that story, but yeah. there's an episode where uh, so like the group of vampires. And the way vampires are portrayed in this are parasites, which I yeah. guess is an insult that's said to God brand in I'm, one well, of the Yeah, episodes. there's that's a common uh, vampire insult. <laughs> well, in this case, they're pure parasites. If we ever get around to doing a binge for, for with or it, or if I ever get around to watching it, yeah, yeah, uh, we have enough on the binge list without needing <clears> to add without needing to add much more to it. Um, but um, but uh, so like the the group of vampires that you see in this. Uh, in like the first couple of seasons uh, they are led by someone who is called the master uh, and then you find out later on that the master is part of like or was part of a, another group of like elder vampires that are old as dirt cause like they're kind of like they kind of just sit there and like you know twitch mm-hmm. and whatever they're, they're still flesh and bone they're still alive but mm-hmm. they're like I said they're old as dirt yeah uh, and uh, when they are brought a human for them to feed on, uh, they they suddenly come to life, come down, and then feed off of them. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah. But the I've seen one of the uh, terms I've seen used in some vamp in some uh, vampire franchises or franchises that have vampires when referring to humans is to refer to them as kind. Yeah, you know, which yeah, um, I one of my favorite. Those uh, from the Dresden Files, and I'll talk a little bit more about them. And <laughs> I'll talk a little bit more about the, about uh, Dresden Files for a bit. But uh, there's a there's a scene in one of the books when Harry is fighting a duel against a uh, vampire uh, noblewoman, and they're using magic against one another. And he manages to deal deal a lethal blow to her and she's just she can't believe it she's like you you are cattle <laughs> and he just responds with moo <laughs> before he before he annihilates her <laughs> um uh yeah in the dresden files uh books they there's like four different vampire courts that populate the world uh, only three of which get any real focus so far there's the the jade court is your is very it's specifically mentioned to be somewhere in Asia and mm-hmm. it fulfills all the Asian vampire tropes. Uh, we haven't seen any of those, but the red courts are ones kind of like as you know. I mentioned this to you uh, before that they're like uh, the they're like the vampires from from du- dusk till dawn. They're like monsters specifically described looking like bat demons in a way that just wear human f- skin suits. Yeah, um, and 
there's the white court who are emotion eaters. Uh, there's one. There's one uh, family that feeds on fear. There's one that feeds on despair. And then there's the main one that uh, that rules the white court, which feeds off lust, and who secretly control the porn industry. <laughs> um, and then there's the black court, uh, who are almost extinct because they're the ones that are explicitly like Dracula. They're like they're literally like animated corpses that you know that feed off of blood, and have all of the weaknesses from Bram Stoker's Dracula. In the books, I think they even specify that. Um, the wizards, uh, you know, got uh, Bram Stoker to publish his novel as a way of getting that knowledge out to the general public to help them hunt <laughs> the vampire, hunt the Black Court down. Um, but yeah, it's you know the whole humans as, as livestock thing is. It's been used so many times. It's been before. used so many times before, and it comes up a, n- a number of times in the four episodes that we that we binged just now. Yeah, like the... Because uh, Hector thinks that's what the ultimate plan is. Basically just turn humans into livestock. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, as pets, basically. Basically that. Uh, and the character Godbrand, who is one on um, Dracula's war council... A Viking. <laughs> a Viking vampire, which when I first saw him, I was kind of confused at first uh, when I you first... Thought he was just, Scottish I thought, I thought he was Scottish, but then he goes... Uh, you know, I'm a fucking Viking. <laughs> um... It was the hair, mm. um, but yeah, and th- some of the design of his outfit, really. Yeah, that the- didn't help either, because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of fur, right? Uh, but, uh, but but yeah, they uh, he is asking Dracula, like, so what are we going to do in terms of food? Like, once we wipe out all the humans, he goes, "Well, they're you'll be he, taken care of. You'll be taken care. You'll be taken care I got of." All these cold tanks filled with blood and we've got animals that uh kept below the below the castle and then god brand is like i can't drink pig's blood because it gives me the shits um god brand is a was a is a great character uh it helps that it's that he's voiced by peter stormare yeah <laughs> peter stormare is just great in, in whatever role he's he's put in uh and he can't take well and he can't take it anymore and he asks for what is it like some blood in a beer and they bring him a pig he goes Fuck fucking no. hell <laughs> he's like <laughs> so he gathers like some of the other members of the war council he's like there's a village like 20 miles out of here let's go and get something to eat go get something to drink <laughs> uh, <laughs> they li- so they're literally going going binge drinking <laughs> yeah and they go and they basically massacre this entire town and it's funny because uh, you also see these different vampires who are from other countries doing something different like the Chinese one turns into a mist and pops up in some someone's house yep. Uh, um, you have like I think it was a, I think there was either it was either a Japanese or Indian one the one who had the two swords I think she was supposed to be Indian um, at least the, from near from uh, from the Indian subcontinent region yeah. sort of stuff uh, had that sort of aesthetic uh, there was one who I think was Russian but he doesn't talk yeah but I think it was he just had a speak- very very. Uh, Russian sort of vibe about it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what weapon he used though. Was he the one that had like the big pole arm? Yeah, that okay. was him. Yeah, um, and yeah, they basically just rode into town, massacred. It looked like uh, a tone—I wouldn't say toned down version, but a shorter version of Thirty Days of Night. Th- yeah, thirty. Yeah, Thirty Days of Night. Yeah, um, I, I've I read the first collected volume of that thing, and I did see the movie. 
Um, yeah, it's the very basic, very real sort of idea. It's just like, I well, 30 Days of Night, I swear they, they got the idea for the comic, which led to the movie, from a, from a line from the first Max Payne game. What was the line? Well, it's there. You can overhear some of the enemy enemies like chatting in the next room. They stop immediately if you burst through the door. But so if yeah. you hang back for a little bit and let them talk, uh, one of the one of the mooks is just sort of like, "Fucking vampires! Why are the freaking vampires? Why are they always trying to pop up in L.A. or Mexico?" <laughs> um, kind of thing. If I were a vampire, I'd move to the North Pole. <laughs> You know, winter's one long night, and one of the other mooks is like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do? Suck blood from penguins?" <laughs> nah, Eskimos, man, Eskimos. It's a great little line, and it, I swear it must have gotten somebody to think. I know, I have an idea for a comic book. Now. Actually, what's funny is it was supposed to be a movie first. Well, whatever. Yeah. You know? well, it, well, I'm just saying, it's a little, little, nice little fact. Uh, interesting. Well. Uh, interesting thing the co- in the comic the vampires uh, who go with the plan to like wipe out this town over the course of the thir- over the long night yeah the rest of the vampires fucking hated them for that it's just sort of like you fucking idiots now people are going to figure out what happened and they're going to and they're going to come hunt us down so, whereas in the whereas in the movie it was just treated like yeah this is just a thing that they do <laughs> basically yeah I liked um, the I liked the comics approached better because it made it look like it was the young the younger vampires who, who came up with the plan and the older ones are just like we are careful about this shit what the fuck are you doing <laughs> so and in all honesty it's kind of like when after Godbrand led those vampires to that town mm-hmm. um at first I honestly thought that Dracula was going to find out and was going to either kill him or was it going to beat the ever-living hell out of him? Yeah, I had the... Th- um, and then leave him alive as, you know, a form of punishment. Like, I'm not going to kill you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to help you anymore. Uh, and he ends up being killed by... Uh, Isaac, yeah, because yeah. he he basically reveals to sort of reveals to Isaac um, the plan that's going on because one of the other members of the War Council who turns up in the first episode is Carmilla, yeah, um, who is treated like she's a minor vampire lord from like who rules some region somewhere up in Skyrim apparently because <laughs> we see her flashback see a flashback in the castle that she's from looks like one of the barrows from from fucking Skyrim, um, but. I, as soon as I heard her name Carmilla, I was like, ah, so they're throwing in more vampire references there because Carmilla was a uh, story that predates Bram Stoker's Dracula. Really? Deals with a female vampire. Huh. I mean, Dracula's the one everybody thinks of because it sort of popularized everything. Um, and... But Carmilla, when I when I heard her name, I was like, ah, throwing in more, throwing in more of the references there. Um, but she's she's not happy with uh, the the course of the war because, and so are a lot of the other generals because they point out there's no real plan here. It's just show up and massacre everybody. Yeah, and they're like that 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 seems you know just too chaotic. If you were going to wage a war, you need to have a plan of attack. You need to have some uh, some order to it. Plus, one of the things that she keeps bringing up, and it does piss Dracula off, is why did you turn your wife into a vampire? Yeah, 
It's because, well, in her case, I think it's because I got the impression she was turned at a relatively young, as a relatively young woman. We don't know how long she's been a vampire, but she may not have ever really been able to, never really had a chance to love anyone. No. And, and, and thus doesn't, can't really relate to anybody as a result of that. <clears throat> Whereas, Whereas Dracula... Dracula found somebody that, you know, actually showed that she had compassion and tried to convince him humanity's not all that bad. And it would have worked... If the church had, if gotten, the fucking bishop hadn't <laughs> hadn't shown up, the freaking science denying bishop. <laughs> well, well, you know, if you think though, at that point in time, you know, it was they were viewing things like science as you know devil worshiping or uh, you know form back of witch, then? witchcraft. Back then, yeah. Okay, maybe a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say science, but not as science bad. denying is a, is a, absolutely a thing that's going on nowadays. But but not as bad because I, I remember my dad was watching or showing me an episode of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's little show, and he actually uh, had, Cosmos. No, not Cosmos. It was the talk show, Bert, like okay. the little talk show that he has. Uh, and one of the guests that he had on there was a priest. Mm. Yep. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to to uh, yeah. to watch. Um, but. Yeah, you know, and that's the reason why she ended up getting killed was because she used science to try to, to help try people. to help people by making medicine. Um, and, and, the, and the church mm, just looked at that as witchcraft, exactly. and alchemy, and um, <laughs> didn't help that she had a she had a fucking centrifuge in her in her. And one of the one of like the, the low the, level priests was like, it moves on its own. Yeah, <laughs> and there, that like immediately sort of cemented it as some sort of witchcraft. Yeah, so he ordered the bishop, and the, she she tried to convince him. It's like you don't know what to, what you're doing. <laughs> you see, that's I what can't we, guarantee you'll be safe if you kill me. That's what confuses me is why did she tell them who her husband was because maybe it would have helped help but you know then again know. given that bishop if she basically said that i'm married to to dracula to dracula that would have basically convinced them all the more burn the witch <laughs> well, her, her last name alone what her married last name alone which would've... makes me wonder if by the time uh lisa went to him if he hadn't been so removed and from Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, been away from the world, sequestered himself into his castle, way out wherever the fuck in Wallachia, that maybe nobody, maybe people had started to forget who he was. That's always a possibility. Like some people probably would have been like, "Oh, Dracula's a myth. He never actually existed before." And then he shows up and massacres an entire town because they burned his wife at the stake. Well, first he shows up and basically tells tells everyone, "You have a year to." Either put your affairs in order or get the hell out of Wallachia before I kill you all. And none of them listened. Nope. And a year later, they thought it was just some sort of weird uh, vision that everybody had and didn't really stop to think that it was real. And, well, yeah. Next thing you know, um, everybody's dead. But and <clears throat> Isaac and Hector are specifically referred to as like forge masters they have like the ability to necromancy they do necromancy Hector is the one we see doing it the most Isaac we only see him use it once to bring one of the night ghouls back to life to uh, find out where where it had been Um, but Hector we see him basically taking the corpses from (laughs) Greshit and starting to revive them as uh, as zombies and ghouls and other creatures (laughs) 
using this like magical hammer and the hammer actually had two little coins from his flashback scene yeah. embedded in the sides of it I, I noticed I noticed that uh, in one of the later scenes as he's sort of turning the, the hammer over in his hands I saw the coin one coin on one side and the other coin on the other I was like huh that's a that's basically that's a nice touch yeah, but is, um, and uh, more on him uh, the thing is that he uh, I think they said that it was a form of alchemy that he was using mm. Um, and, and I get the impression that the stuff that they're that he and Isaac do is magic that vampires can't perform, possibly. Because otherwise it's just like well, because otherwise it's like why not just turn them? But if if it's a magic that only humans can use, well, Godbrand did say that it was human magic. And there you go. So there's that. Um, but yeah, it showed him when he was young. Uh, that uh, he was more uh, interested in bringing dead animals back to life as bring pets, them basically as pets, yeah. And then he would bring them home and horrify his parents. <laughs> and uh, then, like, and then they beat him for it. Yeah, they they beat him for it, and then he retaliated by setting the house on fire with them still inside. Mm-hmm. You don't see it, but you hear it. Yeah, there's an audio flashback for it, and and I'm just like. I can see why his parents were horrified. I don't necessarily approve of them beating him for it, but you know, that, you're, 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 we, we we need to talk about Hector, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And uh, your your son, your son is basically a walking pet cemetery. <laughs> in, in the case of Isaac, it was um, his flashback was him being whipped. Because he apparently stole something from he stole, his... he stole books basically from the priest that was his master. Yeah, and but you know Isaac was just stealing them because he wanted to learn how to read so he could help the priest, and the priest is like is like touched by it, and then just keeps whipping him. <laughs> and so this is how again. I love you. <laughs> yeah, and this is how I express my love. And it's like, I mean, you can understand why Isaac would uh, want to turn would start hating people, especially. In a later fl- in a later flashback we got, we find out that he first met Dracula when Dracula saved him from some brigand magicians that wanted to kill him to harvest his organs <laughs> for use in potions and, sh- and shit. Yeah, uh, and he also apparently he can also hear Dracula moving or like walking on around sand. on sand. And Dracula's, Dracula's like, like that's actually a, impressed. Yeah, he's like that's impressive. Nobody can actually hear me. Most people can't hear me move at all. <laughs> and I think uh, Isaac, well, basically, have- Isaac basically said, "There's nothing else around my house but sand. Even the animals stay away." <laughs> it's just sort of like when you're surrounded by nothing. Yeah, people are probably gonna probably gonna you know you're gonna learn how to notice when that sort of stuff is going on. Um, and um, then there's also more more development with uh, Belmont with yeah with the trio. Um, I almost called him Simon. <laughs> I know. Um, tr- yeah, Trevor, Sypha, and Alucard decide to go to the Belmont estate because Trevor says my family has has the Belmont hold under our under our house where we kept everything. everything. Uh, it's just like tons of knowledge and artifacts that we could use to try to find something that can kill that can kill Dracula. I remember in the and, uh, oh, go ahead. I remember in the original game if if I remember correctly, 
Uh, the best way to kill Dracula in the game was to use the uh, what was it? The holy water, I think. Yeah, it was it was that because uh, it would glitch him out to where he wouldn't do be able to do anything. You just sit there, just keep throwing at him, and then he eventually dies. Yeah. Um, and I think I actually saw was that that was in the original game. You said that was in the original game. I think I saw. Um, Bit Brigade exploit that for their uh, for their speed run when, during their concert at Magfest one year because they did they did uh, Castlevania as uh, as the game that they were playing the music for. I I remember them doing that, but the one that I saw them doing was Mega Man. Oh yeah, I remember seeing them do Mega Man, and I can't remember if the guy beats the Yellow Demon legit or if he used the the common exploit. Pause, 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 yeah. pause, pause. Grant, given the fact that he's using an emulator, I'm guessing he probably had to beat him legit. But the one that always that impressed me was them doing uh, Legend of Zelda. The original? Uh-huh. In less than an hour. The guy beat all of the dungeons and beat Ganon while the rest of the band is, play, is playing the music from the game. And I was just like, that's impressive to me. <laughs> How many times have you done this? Especially, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, while they're exploring the Belmont family cavern, <laughs> it's a huge freaking library and collection. It, it, it's, it's a, a freaking museum. It's essentially kind of like the. Uh, I've only seen this episode once of uh, Home Improvement, where they went into Wilson's basement and it was a <laughs> cave. And yeah. uh, my dad's sitting there laughing his ass off. I was like, "What?" He goes, "Wilson's basement is just a big ass cave." <laughs> and. Uh, so in this, uh, you know, it's got all the knickknacks in it, you know, all the magic stuff. Yeah, we, we I spotted uh, a Medusa head in one yeah, of the cabinets, I, and you pointed out, like, the cross yeah, next to it. Yeah, because when I saw the cross, I was like, wait, that's the cross from the, the throwing crosses from the original game. So I was like, it's okay. Like, there's probably tons of other references in there that we missed, but it's well, just sort of like, I noticed the, the, the Medusa head, I was like, wait a second. We, I actually rewinded it so I could that's point when it I pointed, And that's when I noticed the cross that's li- literally sitting next to it, and it's one of the, the like I said, mm-hmm. one of the throwing ones from the original game. Uh, and then, of course, they, they name dropped one of the other Belmont characters. Leon Belmont. Yeah, who was from... Curse of Innocence, I think you said? Or something like that? Something of Innocence. Curse of Innocence, yeah. Um... Or, but I, I, that's one of the ones that I don't really... Lament of Innocence. Lament of Innocence, yeah. Curse of Darkness is the one that you said uh, Hector and Isaac were from. Yeah, Lament of Innocence is one of the PlayStation 2 games. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the scenes with the trio, which there were fewer of those than there were for uh, Dracula and his and his war council, which, is, which makes sense. When you introduce some new characters like that, you want to make sure that uh, you get, give them some character development so they're not just... Uh, two-dimensional characters. Yeah, like, um, because we discussed this in the we discussed this a bit during one during the Gundam binge. You know, like humanizing uh, the uh, all sides of a conflict kind of thing. They're sort they sort of did that with Isaac and Hector, sort of giving some explanation as to why they would be fine with uh, Dracula declaring war on humanity. But at the same time, you're just sort of like, you guys are fucked in the head. <laughs> well, long story short, they don't like humans very much. Yeah. Um, they are people, people, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the scenes with the trio, especially, I liked the whole, that they established that the three of them 
very quickly got comfortable with one another that they're able to joke with one another. Well, but especially <laughs> especially between uh, Trevor, Trevor and Alucard, oh, yeah, because they're constantly just sniping at like, each like other. Didn't, like, didn't Alucard call him a cockwart at one point? No, it was Trevor responding to responding to Alucard and calling him a cockwart. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like, but yeah, Alucard is just constantly making cracks about how about how his. His family, which hunted down supernatural creatures and demons and vampires, had hidden the the entrance to their cavern of their museum under a magic door. <laughs> oh, the irony! <laughs> He's just like the black. It's you know, and, and Trevor's just sort of like. So my so my family used magic that doesn't make us black magicians, and and he just makes some crack about this like you know that Talek means of death right it's the black magic door of death <laughs> it's just constantly cracking wise about it and it's just I liked that, that whole thing like they get along they get along well because we do, do get one scene in the first four episodes where the four, where the three of them uh, take down a group of uh, the night of the night horde and uh, Alucard and Trevor work very well together, and then and then Sypha just basically uses her fire magic to blow one of the demons up from the inside. <laughs> like I think she manipulated the flames that were inside of him. Well, yeah, it started to like glow. Its chest started to glow as I got ready to belch fire at them again, and she just goes Whip, and uh, controls the fire within it and just causes it to explode. <laughs> Yeah, and then it gets its bits and pieces everywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like, but this, like they get along well together. But Alucard and Trevor still don't really like each other. No, <laughs> um, like when uh, Trevor was talking about how he was like, "Oh yeah, I would have, you know, killed you and turned you into a pair of shoes." Yeah, well, it's just I think it was when uh, when Trevor first men- mentioned when they were still in Gretchen before they left that they <clears throat> they needed to go to the Belmont Estate. Uh, because of what his family had there, uh, it's just like I, you know, I can't make use of any of the magic, the, the books of magic and stuff in there. But you guys might be able to, might be able to figure it out. And Alucard is just so like, I guess it's a good thing that I didn't kill you and drink your blood. And then Trevor just fires back. It's like I guess it's a good thing I didn't kill you and turn you into a pair of shoes. <laughs> Uh, and then there was uh, who was it? Uh, Hector's response to Godbrand. He's like, "You haven't met anybody that you haven't wanted to kill, fuck, or turn into a boat." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sort of like, yeah, "Do you, you wonder if he's if he does it in that order?" <laughs> <clears throat> That's all for debate. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of reminded me of the Reavers and Firefly. Oh yeah. yeah. When when um, Zoe first uh, says to they're gonna rape us, they're gonna kill us. They're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna, gonna they're gonna they're gonna rape us, kill us, and. And turn us into clothes, and if we're very, very lucky, they'll do it in that order. <laughs> or it's like, uh, it's like, no, it's like, kill us, rape our flesh, and and wear wear our skin as clothes. And if we're very, very lucky, they'll do it in that order. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a good series, and throughout it all, uh, when they kept when they kept coming back to Hector's workshop. We keep seeing the bodies from Greshit that the that one the, of them is the bishop. and one of them is the bishop's body, and I'm just looking at it every time I see it. I'm like, that is foreshadowing. <laughs> he is gonna he is gonna turn the bishop into some sort of super ghoul or something. Yeah, something like that. And you, I know you've seen season it, well, two. Well, I saw, but season you can't two. remember specifically what happened. Well, I saw season bishop. two when it first came out. Yeah, that was 
more than a year ago. Yeah, so, so. I, it was like I watched it, and then I was like, all right, let's wait for season three to come out. Now season three's out, but we're doing this. So I'm so when wait. we so when we get around to doing the binge for season three, two it's, it's going to be a double blind season. Yeah. So. Um, so just like I think, yeah, as I mentioned to you uh, off mic, uh, I started watching The Boys on on Prime um, because I heard good things about the series. It's another fucked up one, but then it's based off of Garth Ennis comics, so it's not su- not surprising. <laughs> yes, because he said I want to outdo Preacher, which was already a messed up comic. I think there's another one that's even more fucked up than that, but. Regardless, I started watching it. I'm gonna finish it, and when it, maybe whenever uh, the boys season two comes out, we can do a we can do a binge for with that. You know, you mean whomever else? You know, and then we'll we'll basically basically be going into it fully blind. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna have any sort of insights to give on what you know on a rewatch kind of thing. Yeah. But, um. One other thing uh, you mentioned uh, while we were uh, binging this, when it comes to animated adaptations that you want to see Netflix do, you mentioned Blood Rain. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like Blood Rain, uh, that game franchise, didn't get a whole lot of love, and those god awful movies definitely didn't help. Well, it, the move those movies were made by Uwe Boll, so we shouldn't be surprised. And let's not forget that the he was first literally doing it for a tax dodge. Well, and let's not forget that the uh, the first movie he used the first draft of the script. And I, I remember watching a uh, uh, one. This is actually one of the special features on for the movie uh, where she's talking about how yeah I got the phone call from Uwe Boll. He's like I want. I need the script now. And I was like, whoa, hold up. And called my agent and said, I don't ever want him calling me up ever again. So she did the the uh, the first draft of the script, sent it to him and goes, yes, yes, this is good. We'll use this. She's like, are, are you are you joking? That's not, and that's she's, not even done. <laughs> and she said that when she watched the movie in the theater, she slumped in her seat and was laughing because of how bad the movie was. Uh, so Again... I, Uwe Boll. We shouldn't be surprised. He doesn't make movies to make good movies. He makes movies as a fucking tax dodge. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, Uwe def- Boll is one of those things we could almost do a full. We could almost do a binge of his of his terrible movies. But we're gonna need to skip two of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like we'd probably start losing the will to live one movie in, <laughs> or we'd be like, we need a lot more booze if we're gonna do this. <laughs> Um, that we will, uh, but, but no, we've got plenty of other stuff that we can do before we even need to delve into terrible, terrible but, stuff. But yeah, like in terms of like if they were to do a Blood Rain one, definitely get there. I don't know. If Blood she, Rain, she was there was she was like killing like vampire Nazis and uh, Nazis, Nazis in general. Nazis, Nazis in general. Well, there you go. Nazis. Who doesn't who doesn't love seeing Nazis get slaughtered? They made all the Wolfenstein games for that. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that. It was like it's it's like Wolfenstein but with a Dampier as yeah. the main character, a vampire. I know she's like a she's a daywalker, kind of like uh, kind of like Alucard is. But yeah, that's um, yeah, that's literally what she is. You know, all the strength, none of the weakness. She's got the two blades on her arms. Uh, but yeah, that's another one. That's another franchise that they definitely need to do because I again I feel like Blood Rain did just did not get enough love. Mm. Uh, the first two great, the first two games were great. 
third game that was a side scroller, uh, which I have nothing against side scrollers. It's just that they completely changed the formula for mm. the games. Uh, it's kind of like how for Castlevania went from side scrolling to the whole like three D pla- the three D platform. Yeah, uh, which you know is is a fine is a fine genre, but it sort of feels like a betrayal of the Castlevania genre in general, the Metroidvania. And they eventually stuff. went back to the side-scrolling shit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the much later games. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, they... Well, they... I, I, like, I like how they reference other characters, or they've been bringing in characters from, like, other games, other Castlevania games into like this. Hector and Isaac. Yeah, they're and they from... Men- and they name-drop Leon. I keep waiting for them to name-drop Simon somewhere. <laughs> I, honestly, I was uh, expecting in uh, the Belmont family home and their museum in the basement for them to be like a hallway that showed like all the previous Belmonts. Like, you have Simon... Well, they had... They had some portraits on the on the walls, but they didn't really focus on a lot of them. Yeah. They just sort of there in the background. Uh, have it to where, like, Alucard was just, like, looking at all of them, like, mm, okay. You know. But then again, I'm kind of glad they, they didn't. They just sort of... put Instead, putting stuff, like, in the background as references, like the Medusa head and the cross that we spotted in the, in the cabin. Well, yeah, that was something for, like, the older fans. And and the um, the whip that he finds in, in the hidden chest, uh, the Morningstar. I can't remember if that was in the original game or not. I don't know. I know it was in one of them. Yeah, well, but that's... Things like that, and just sort of subtle stuff in the background, instead of having to cram in as many references as, the, as they possibly can... I like that they're that they're restraining themselves instead of just dumping in all the fan wank that they can. They're 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 making it a little bit more logical, and they're doing a slow burn towards uh, towards a climactic confrontation. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm honestly hoping that after they get done with this story arc, because again, don't know what happens in season three, but I'm honestly hoping that we get like a season that's devoted to silence. To no, show yeah. his, to basically show him fighting well, Dracula, Medusa. Given that we saw some flashback stuff in these episodes, granted, mostly stuff dealing with uh, the generals, yeah, and uh, and them. Who you know, ep- season three is ten episodes, I believe. It's a, it's a little bit longer than than this. Just season. a little bit. Just a little bit. So it'll probably be a five and five binge when we do that one. But you know that could get. Who knows? Maybe in season three they'll do a little bit more flashbacks to deal with uh, Alucard, sort of showing what happened when he, when he was growing up, what it was like living with uh, Dracula as his father, and you know, and to show what happened between him trying to fight Dracula and then him waking up. Yeah, and then and you know him fleeing. Uh, Dracula's castle and going to Greshit where he uh, basically locked himself in a box for for a year um, and maybe one about or maybe give some focus on the Belmonts sort of explore exactly what happened and how the Belmonts were excommunicated and hunted down yeah because we find out and we find out here that the Belmont estate was burned down when Trevor was only like 12 or 13. And he's now in his in his late twenties. I would I would guess it looks like he's in his twenties, mid, mid to late twenties. He's, he's not he's not an old he's not getting uh, 
He's not too old for this shit. Yeah, he's... He's he's, seen some shit, but, you know... He's still pretty spry. He's still pretty... uh, He's able to to take on monsters and priests. And And he knows a lot of this stuff just basically... Clearly from the training that he got when he was a kid. Like, from the uh, town defense that he did in Grezhet when they managed to successfully fight off the Night Horde. Granted, it looked like he would have... He was probably preferring to just sit at a bar and just get drunk... Well, given that he's got his own reasons, he has plenty of his own reasons to want to hate uh, all of Wallachia himself. You know that they hunted down his family, and he. Whenever anybody finds out that he's one of the Belmonts, people react with hostility. It's literally, it's literally a case of all the things that we did for you people, and this is how you pay us back. Yeah, basically. Uh, even the uh, and even Sypha is you know her her uh, her people, the speakers are are. Uh, discriminated against and, and treated as scapegoats for whenever something goes wrong. Granted, that's in Grezhet at the very least because the fucking bishop was there and looking for literally any excuse he could to uh, uh, blame anybody but himself for what happened. <clears throat> um, even, uh, what's the name of that chick? Carmilla? Yeah, Carmilla. Even she was just like, I thought the Belmonts were extinct. Yeah. Yeah, she's she is a schemer, you know. Granted, she seems like she wants to at least go through with the war, but she doesn't trust Dracula because she can tell his heart's not really in all this. The, as Hector put it, it, put it, the fire has gone out of him. And you kind of see that too. Like he looks tired at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and but in her flashback, she talks about she was turned by this by older this, by this older vampire, and over the years he just became. He just became cruel, uh, and let me. I did note down what she called. It's like she he went mad and cruel, and she finally dis, uh, killed him and swore that she would never follow a, a mad, cruel old man ever again. And, she, and when she came to Dracula to join in to join in the war, what did she find? A mad, cruel old, old man. man. You know, so she's she's clearly arranging things to uh, try to overthrow Dracula, but oh. she's being very circumspect about it because she knows she can't go go up against Dracula directly. Yeah, because he's too powerful. Because mm-hmm. remember the threat that he made to Godbrand, mm-hmm. where he's like, "I will rip you in half. I will, I will rip- cut. I will cut you in half and bite your heart out." <laughs> and he and Godbrand starts to sweat. Yeah. Well, I mean. Godbrand is not exactly a small dude, but next to Dracula, who's like eight feet tall. <laughs> if, I, I imagine he will lose a few inches if you take those boots off. Yeah, well, that's true. But um, um, plus, uh, plus, I'm pretty sure that uh, you know, like other things, like the cape doesn't help either. Well, the cape doesn't add like a foot a foot of height to him, and even those boots are only going to add a couple of inches. Um, He's at least seven feet tall. Plus, <laughs> another another thing that they don't really specify is how old is Dracula in this? That's true. It's one of those things where, you know, hell, you know, grab the grab the phone and do a little search on Vlad on Vlad Tepish. How old? Uh, when was when was he running running amok? Kind of stuff. Are you going to look at uh, Vlad the Impaler or... Vlad Tepish. That's Vlad the Impaler, yes. Um, 1448. uh, Yeah, he was born in 1431, and the series is set in like 1476, 77. So he's 
basically beca- he became like the most powerful vampire in the world in the span of like a few decades. Carmilla is very is clearly meant to be an older vampire, not least because she comes from a from a from a story that predates Bram Stoker, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. But you know that's you know there's a whole lot going on there that's just sort of like there's a lot of mystery to the characters in this show. Yeah, uh, that's fine. You don't need to give a full detailed backstory to every single character. No. Giving us little peeks at stuff like they've done with Hector and Isaac and Carmilla are all are all fine. You know, gives us some insight into their motivations and their personalities. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm definitely enjoying this. We're definitely going to have to finish uh, the binge uh, at some point later this week or whenever your schedule will, will allow. Oh, yeah. Because you're working now like five, six, you're now working like almost six days a week. Six days this week, yeah, and uh, working in, working a nice long like 10 to 9.45 shift on Tuesday. Yeah. So, but that'll be um, something, we'll work that in as soon as we can so we can uh, wrap up this and have another one in, have another one in the can. Uh, and we have... Still have current plans to do another ramble cast with some of the some of the others, uh, and uh, finish the uh, the second half of, of mobile Gundam. of Mobile Suit Gundam. So, look forward to that, uh, f- constant listeners. Uh, <laughs> however many of you there actually are, I think we've gotten uh, we're in the double digits for most of the stuff that we've put up on uh, CKCC Radio now. But uh, at any rate, that about wraps it up for this binge. So for Chris, I'm Jay, and we'll see you when we do our next binge.